This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Financially Fit Business. Go to www.financiallyfit.business to grow your business profitably, build wealth, and analyze your monthly financial statements in less than 10 minutes a month. Thank you for joining us. Here's how we will help your business and you today. Hiring provokes many discussions. I can't find anyone is one of them. I hired someone and that person lasted less than a week. That's mm-hmm. another one. You know the drill. My guest today, Ryan Englund, will give you the steps on how to hire the ones you won't want to fire. It's also a download, which I got, which is phenomenal, which you can get through the show notes of this program. Ryan has a phenomenal list of interview questions, which we'll cover in part two that he's agreed to share, as well as the Apple story or the Apple, whatever you want to call it, Ryan, it's your choice. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Oh, thanks, Ruth, for having me. I have to start this out by saying a couple of weeks ago, I was on Ryan's podcast and you know me in numbers and <clears throat> Ryan goes to me at the end of it. This is the most fun financial conversation I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> It so, definitely was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was good. I mean, Ryan knows his stuff, which is really cool. So that's why I've invited him to share his knowledge with you in hopes that you know maybe he can help you individually at the same time. So let's kind of dive in. I mean, let's talk a little bit. You've been around this industry for a really, really long time, right? You know, I uh, was uh, raised by an entrepreneurial father in the blue collar space. He was actually manufacturing, so. Um, I got to see a lot of the ins and outs real early on. And, um, you know, in manufacturing, you work with tons of service providers and I uh, got to see their businesses as well as I was growing up. Yeah. And I'll bet you had a few eye-opening experiences. <laughs> All I knew is I did not want to go into the family business. <laughs> <laughs> so you chose HR instead, huh? You know, I, I did. I, I went to college. I majored in HR and I thought this is what I want to do. I want to be on the training and benefit side because I, I saw that there was a lot of opportunity for building great teams and keeping people. And that's what I went to college in. And then I realized that college didn't prepare me for anything in the real world. Um, and uh, so I went into the mortgage business and I got into oh, sales <laughs> and I did that for a while. And I was um, in, in, I was not responsible for the bubble bursting in 2007, eight, <laughs> but I was in the industry at that time. And uh, all I can say is that I saw a lot of the stuff that was happening and uh, realized, you know what, I, I have that entrepreneurial bug that my dad had and I wanted to go and uh, start a business helping small business owners, just like my dad. Yeah. Well, the thing is that if you can help them, what you do with the hiring process, with the building, the culture process, which making sure that you build a great team that, you know, everybody wants to be part of. I mean, that's, you know, most of the issues with the exception of the financial side of things, because if you can build a great team and we can show them how to be productive, we can show them that they are profitable. So we combine you and me together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's where it is. They all have their goals. They all have their KPIs, but it's creating that culture. And so how do we start with the culture? I mean, your dad had a business um, and had the entrepreneurial spirit. What was the culture like in his company? You know, it's, 
I have to say it's kind of that stereotypical culture of the employees are a set of hands, they're helpers, they're there to help get the work done. And, uh, you know, you keep your personal life at home, you, uh, you don't bring your drama to work, you don't really talk much about the personal stuff, unless we go out for drinks. It was, it was different than what I think a lot of the healthy cultures need to be today, which is, uh, you know, understanding that work and life, they, they integrate. There's a mix of them. And I think back then the culture was very much, no, they're separate. They're oil and water. Your work life's your work life. Your personal life's your personal life. And that's the way it is. And it makes it really hard for people to want to stick around in a culture like that. Well, think about it this way. The the Gen Zs and the Gen Ys and whatever it is um, coming up, that's the way they grew up. It's a you know business and, and you know, every, they want a life. It's not yeah. like when we were growing up, um, and I'm saying myself, not necessarily you, but it was like, you go to work if they ask you to do something and you have to work on Saturday or Sunday, tough. You just the do it. Always, the answer is always yes. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. it's very different today. So how do you coach yes. owners who still have that mindset of, if I need you to work overtime on Saturday, you're going to do it. I mean, how do you deal with owners and help them change that particular mindset? You know, the reality is most people, I can't say all, but most people, they want to put in a good day's work for good day's pay. Most people want that. Yeah, I would And agree. when you hire the right people, the people that are aligned to your core is what we call, you know, we call our culture they'll show up on a Saturday for you. You won't have to ask them. And if you do ask them, they'll say yes, because you've done the right things. They know that you're not in it just to make a buck. You're in it there to build a team and to help people accomplish their goals and some of these other things that are really critical to building a solid culture. It it's interesting because one of my clients, um, dad was really really sick, and he passed away, and they let him let her go, not let her go like fired her, but when she had to be with her dad, she was with her dad, and you know with all those sort of fun things, and now it's to the point where it's like okay, you know, your dad's passed about a month ago, you know, we're really sorry, and I know you're still grieving. And you need to start really focusing back on work. And she really appreciated the conversation, actually, because mm -hmm. she realized that they let her do her thing to take care of her dad. And they now expected, and I use that in quotes, that she, you know, resume most of her job duties and be there when she needs to be there. But she'll be there forever. Yeah, that's the thing. When, as an employer, as a, an owner, when you recognize that, the people that work with you have lives. They have hopes and goals and dreams and the drama and um, health problems and difficult children and struggling relationships. And you, when you realize that you get the whole package, right? you get the whole human being, you don't just get the worker part of it. You get the whole thing and you're able to make accommodations for when life throws them a curveball. Yeah, and you're absolutely. able to be there and support them through that. When they're through it, they'll be the loyalest people you've ever had working with you because most companies won't do that. Yeah, I would agree. But the ones who do, you 
you have loyalty for life for all intents yeah. and purposes. Absolutely. So bef before we take a break, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how do they do it? Easiest way is through our website at corematters.com. Okay. We will be right back. Thank you for listening to Contractor Sense. Are you one of the contractors who enjoys getting and analyzing your financial statements each month? If not, it's probably because you haven't taken the time to discover what your profit and loss statement and balance sheet are telling you. And you probably are not making good business decisions based on timely, accurate financial statements. You know you have to do something about this, but where do you turn? Ruth Kings makes your financial statements fun and sexy online course. These easy to understand four sessions explain financial statements in English rather than accounting battle. You'll discover what your financial statements mean and how to analyze them each month. Then you'll have the info you need to spot minor issues and take care of them before they become major crises and run you out of cash. Enroll today. Click on the link in the show notes or call us at 770-729-0258. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I'm speaking with Ryan England, who is CEO founder, right? Of course. I am. Okay. Yeah. So when I was on his podcast, he dangled the apple story, situation, whatever you want to call it in front of me. And I said, I'm going to ask you about that during my podcast, to which you just started <laughs> laughing, just like you did now. Yeah. All right. What's the Apple story? You know, it's, it's funny. When I started my business 12 years ago, we set out to help home service companies be better marketers. And it was about four years in, I realized that they didn't need help with more marketing. They need help with building teams and recruiting. and and as much as people think recruiting is an HR function is actually not It's a marketing function. And there was this, there was this little design that my original business partner and I put together to talk about the relationship between the customer experience and the rest of your company. And have you heard of the customer experience, Ruth? Yeah, I have. You know, it's that it's those sensations, the way they feel the way, you know, I tell people all the time, you want to know what a customer experience is? walk into a restaurant and just just enjoy the surrounding right now the noise and the smells and it's either a good experience or a bad experience yeah like that's you, all elements of it yeah if you walk into a restaurant and it smells bad you're gonna walk out <laughs> yeah or you walk in and it's um you know it smells like bleach water and you're just like oh <laughs> that's yeah. what I want to smell like and yeah so we put together this little graphic and it's it's a picture of an apple. So imagine an apple for a second. And on the outside of the apple, you have the skin. And when you're in the grocery store, I mean, that's what I do. I've learned you have to kind of push on the skin a little bit to see if it gives it just the right way to see if maybe there's something going on underneath. And the idea is this skin, when it relates to your business, is what we call your brand experience. It's everything that people see about your company. And a lot of entrepreneurs put a lot of effort into their brand experience, their vehicle wraps, their business cards, their letterhead, their website, their social media presence, their uniforms. All of that is your brand experience. You can have the most pristine brand experience and be one of the worst companies on the planet. Yep. But you've got a good, solid brand experience. It's the cool commercials you put out and everything else. 
But at the end of the day, when I buy an apple, I don't really care about the skin. Yeah, sure, there's some nutrition to it. I want the flesh of the apple. I want the meat of the apple. That's what I'm buying an apple for is to enjoy that apple. And in your business, that's your customer experience. That's why people come. That's why they go, they repeat. That's why they tell their friends and family because you provide them a great experience. And a lot of entrepreneurs, they put a lot of effort into the customer experience, how we treat our customers, how we answer the phone, how we respond to inquiries, how we deal with service issues, put a lot of effort into it. And then they think they're done. But if you think about an apple, that apple started by a flower that budded, that turned into a core, and that core grew into the apple that you then buy at the grocery store. And if the core of that apple is no good, if the core of that apple is rotten or not taken care of, you're not going to have an apple. You're not going to be able to grow more apple trees. And this is where I think so many people miss the mark is that they don't understand that the core of their business is the employee experience. It's the experience that they create for their employees because if your employees have a great experience, guess what they're going to do? They're They're going to take great care of your customers. customers. Yeah, it's the employees first. And then guess what your your customers are going to do? They're going to take really good care of your brand. Mm -hmm. They're going to give you positive reviews. They're going to tell people about you, everything else. And I think that for a lot of companies, we've got it backwards. We focus a lot on the brand experience, what we look like, so people know where we exist. Then we focus a little bit on the customer experience so that people want to come back and keep buying from us. But we forget about the employee experience. And if we would just flip it and put all of our effort into a solid core, company culture, taking care of our people, they're going to go take care of our customers. That employee we were talking about earlier that's going to be super loyal because they were there for her when she was having stuff going on with her uh, father. Yeah. Now she's going to go out and she's going to take better care of customers than ever because the company took great care of her. Well, and she'll also talk to her friends too about, Hey, you know, this is what happened and this is how they took care of me. And I'm so grateful and all the other fun things that go along with it. Do you think her friends are not going to pay attention? Yeah. And you know, those friends, not only, could be potential employees, but potential customers too. Yeah. <laughs> you got a walking, talking billboard right there. Yeah, it's really true. Yeah. Think about, I mean, I don't know whether you experience this as much as I see it, but what I see a lot of times, if we have a really good culture um, and the people enjoy working there, I mean, I've got a few cl- of my clients who are at full employment. And that sounds crazy in this day and age, mm. but they they take such good care. I mean, don't get me wrong. The guys have to be profitable. There's not a yeah. person in those companies that is not profitable who knows how they impact the bottom line. If they're in the field, what revenues they have to generate with their truck every week. I mean, they know all of those things mm-hmm. and they take really good care of them. They enjoy coming to work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they tell their friends and their friends come knocking on the door and say, is there a place, you know, are you hiring? And the answer is obviously always yes. But the reality is is we have a a waiting list of people who want to come to work for these companies. And it's like you can have the the raunchy experience with the rotten core. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And 
have a, you know, nobody wants to come work for me. No, 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 And of course they don't if you got the rotten core. Yeah. But if, but if you have a really good core, at some point in time, those core, i.e. your employees, start talking to their friends and all of a sudden you're getting really good people because their friends are going to be like them, we hope. Yeah. They're not going to be slime bags. And it'll be a situation where you build the company from within and through recommendations of friends and customers. What's wrong with that? I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take care of it. And, you know, the, the name of the company is Core Matters. And it was no, it was so interesting. I forgot about this Apple graphic that we had created in 2011. And I renamed the company Core Matters. Mm -hmm. Because the core is the core of your business, central to your business, that's your company culture. And I developed the core fit hiring system. And then I'm going through old Dropbox folders. I don't know if you have any of those, Ruth, but <laughs> folders no. that you haven't looked at in a long time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is this? And I open it and it just, I was like, oh my gosh. Like this whole time I have been teaching this stuff, but now I have this visual representation to go back to. And it was something I thought would never see the light of day again. And here it is. I use it all the time now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how many times do we do something 10 years and, you know, and then look at it 10 years later and go, oh my gosh, I can use this. Yeah. So yeah. cool. All right. So final thoughts on part one. Build a yeah. Core. <laughs> I, I think that, um, I think that the met, the takeaway I want everybody to have um, from this is that if you aren't attracting good people, if you're not at full employment, if you've got retention issues, it's all up to you to solve it. And you have the power to solve it. But you might have to make some dramatic shifts. You might have to change a little bit. You might have to take a look in the mirror and say, maybe I'm part of the problem. No, but you are the done. problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Give us the website again one more time. Corematters.com. I'm looking forward to part two. So thanks to all of you for joining us. Choose one thing you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.